Handle on the News. Late edition. Handle on the News. And now. KFI AM 640. If this is true, then uh, Jennifer, you're a guard. Oh, I am. Showing. I mean, your hair is not, it's not the same as Garth's, but it's not, <laughs> not the same. Thank you. Right? <laughs> I play mean air guitar. Let me see. I think that. Actually, hold that. You know what? During the break, we'll get a little video of you playing air guitar and put that up for people to see. Uh, oh, it yeah. is. Hmm? That's great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for playing along. Uh, it is a Bill Handel show. Bill out today giving the keynote speech at the San Bernardino Sheriff's Conference. Another picture up on our Twitter at Bill Handel show. And you can see him there uh, with a bunch of guys in uniform. That's really intimidating to go before a whole room of cops. Not for him. Yeah, he's true. not. Although he's behaving himself. Uh, but also in this photograph, you can see the person who is most important to Bill getting through the day uh, without messing it up. Oh. She is right there next to him in this photograph. Uh, so go check it out on our Twitter. Now, let's do Handle on the News Late Edition with Garth and me. <laughs> lead story. Yeah, lead story. Thank you. A mass casualty incident at a South Carolina prison. Seven inmates killed. At least 17 other inmates requiring medical attention. And uh, some guys got where they weren't supposed to be, and they all started fighting with each other. And, man, uh, they got problems with those prisons in South Carolina. They really do. This is the deadliest violence outbreak um, in recent history. But last year, four inmates were killed at a different prison in uh, South Carolina. Same kind of thing. They get into a big fight. And, that, and, and the prison system there's had many violent incidents like this. Yeah, the prisoners don't just go after each other. They go after the wardens, too. Are oh, the... yeah. Three weeks ago, uh, some inmates briefly held an officer hostage, and they took control of part of the dorm. Now, these are all at different prisons. It's not one prison has all these problems every day. But if you're in prison in South Carolina... On any given day, there's a high likelihood uh, that some S is going to break out for you. Well, uh, Nikki Haley says, if we are not smart, we too could have a chemical attack right here in the U.S. She was on Fox News Sunday, and she said, this very easily could happen in the U.S. if we're not smart and if we're not conscious of what's happening and that we cannot allow even the smallest use of chemical weapons. And that's why you saw the president strike this past weekend. It's actually interesting to me that we haven't had one. Yeah. That, that for some reason, uh, a combination of however difficult it must be, to get into the country with a chemical agent coupled with law enforcement's abilities to detect and stop those plots that we haven't had a release of a chemical weapon here by some terrorists. But she's right. Obviously, we can't just rest on our laurels. And also, she's right. If we're dumb, it could end up happening. Yeah. Well, uh, over in Great Britain, they're getting ready for possible Russian retaliation. Run it up to see you. 
And this is over, of course, uh, Britain's participation in those strikes against Syria. But they're, they're mostly looking at some kind of cyber response from Russia. UK's National Cyber Security Center said the threat of a cyber attack against Britain from Russia is at its highest possible level. And that makes sense that it would be a cyber attack. Yeah. Because that way they can do it. They can always claim, oh, it wasn't us again. And, you know, eventually we'll be able to trace it back to somebody, you would think. And, and then they'll deny it. Right. And then everybody, it it'll just be this stupid thing where we have our reality where we know they did it. And they have their reality where they swear they didn't. Right. Um. Oh, no. I know. The vice president. Look, when you're a vice president. It's always this job. Sometimes the job is made fun of. You don't really get to do anything. And unfortunately, that's coming true for Mike Pence. Out. He wanted to uh, have John Lerner, a guy who is currently a deputy to Nikki Haley, he wanted to have John Lerner come on board as his national security advisor because the vice president gets to have his own advisor. And uh, John Lerner's out. He's pulled out. Apparently, it was causing too much consternation, according to one, this is supposedly a GOP source, said it caused a big damn mess. (laughs) And it's because John Lerner is on record as being anti-President Trump. Well, you could see how that could cause a little mess. And so uh, the president wanted to block Pence from hiring the guy. And I guess John Lerner said, look, I don't need any of this. Because he still has his job with Nikki Haley. Yeah. So you know what? One government job per person is probably fair anyway, right? <laughs> Speaking of government jobs and vice presidents, former Vice President Joe Biden will not rule out running for president in 2020. Remember when he said he'd like to beat the hell out of uh, Donald Trump? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess now he's thinking about trying to beat the hell out of him at the ballot box. I think this was a given. Didn't you Didn't you assume he was going to run? Well, he hasn't said he's going to run. He just will not say that he won't run. Which but, is why I so, think he will run. And here's what he's saying, and I sort of get this. He's saying, well, I hope other people step up. He's basically saying, I hope somebody good runs. But if nobody good will run for the Democrats, I'll do it. All right, let's uh, take our pause here. And then when we come back, more Handle on the News Late Edition right here on KFI AM 640. Jennifer Jones leads. KFI AM 640. It's the Bill Handel Show. Bill is out giving the keynote address to the San Bernardino Sheriff's Conference. Uh, and there's photos of him there at, on our Twitter, at Bill Handel Show, and our Instagram, at Bill Handel Show. We're continuing Handle on the News Late Edition with Jennifer Jones Lee and me. There's a man from San Pedro who is pleading guilty to threatening to kill Representative Maxine Waters. And Wayne, I feel like it's our fault. If you call it wow. Yeah. Wh- how? Because the guy claims he only phoned this threat in after he heard... That Maxine Waters had bashed President Trump on talk radio. Oh, well, then maybe uh, one of us needs to go. I'm saying. Face the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a federal charge. The statutory maximum is 10 years. I don't think he'll get 10 years. And he's going to plead today. 
Now, he, on top of the death threat, he apparently used the N-word and an anti-gay slur. Mm -hmm. And he says, hey, look, I admit I made the call, but I had no intent to carry it through. Anthony Scott Lloyd is his name, and he apparently doesn't understand that it doesn't matter whether you intend to carry out the threat or not. It's just as illegal. Also, and look, I'm not trying to bash the guy, but uh, he lives with his grandmother. Oh. Maybe for good reasons. Maybe she needs help. Could be. Well, that Starbucks in uh, Philadelphia where two black men were arrested, now was swarmed with protesters. I got to say this, a couple of things. Number one, if you see the video of them being arrested, the first thing we should say is they show up there and uh, they don't order anything uh, because they were apparently waiting for a third friend to show up. They did ask to use the restroom. This caused the Starbucks people to get concerned and they called the cops. The cops had no choice in the moment but to arrest them because they wouldn't leave voluntarily, although they did not make a ruckus. And if you see the video, you know, they're totally mellow, totally compliant. And I also notice uh, I have not seen them in the media trying to get publicity for themselves. No, mostly it's just the headline from the Starbucks CEO or the regional person, you know, saying that they were sorry or the Philadelphia police chief saying that he feels his officers were in the right because all they did was answer a call. Right. They had no choice. They can't say like, OK, you're calling us as a business. You don't want this person in your business. They won't leave voluntarily. Sorry. That's not how it works. Right. Uh, and Starbucks has apologized. So we'll see if this gets legs in terms of a protest movement or not. Oh, I don't know if you should have written something like this, lady. There's a columnist who has written, black men might be better off at home after the shooting of Stefan Clark in Sacramento. So this woman, Marsha Corson, wrote this article, and she said... According to the Sacramento Bee, the latest census data show 89% of residents who live in Rancho Murrieta are white, 1% are black. And then she goes on to say that police have to be careful not to overreact and you black men might be better off at home after a certain hour. Now, the she won't respond. Apparently, they've been trying to get in touch with her and she's not commenting. Her <laughs> boss, however says, we do not condone the notion of a minority curfew. And the columnist is the definition of tone deaf on this issue. I called the mo this morning and let her know I was upset. And they say that there will be an explanation in next week's edition. But, I mean, short of her saying something, how can he explain anything for her? He can't. Uh, I think we're past the point in society of, of wanting to know what was in people's head. Heads when they say things, although we, we should, it is relevant. And I just, here's the thing. Is it possible that what that when she said uh, a black men might be better off at home, that that's another way of saying, yeah, the cops are really racist and dangerous? In other words, was it, was it piling on the first part of the sentence, police have to be careful not to overreact, or was she doing what some people are saying, which is saying, yeah, yeah, cops should calm down, but you black guys should stay home. And it's just hard to know. It's hard to know, but either way, it just... No, it looks terrible yeah. right now, and whether or not she'll have an opportunity to speak, I don't know.
Well, uh, a cop up in Oakland is suing, saying he was wrongfully terminated. Yes, I'm going to sue! Sue! So I suppose we need to know why he was terminated. Well, uh, this guy's named Cullen Faith. And one night back in 2015, he's out with a buddy at uh, Monaghan's Bar. Which great is, bar, by the that's way. It, but it's where all the cops are that's why in Oakland, right? Super fun. Gets drunk, <laughs> ends up at some random house banging on the door, demanding to be let in. The uh, The guy who lives at the house comes out, so the cop kicks him in the stomach. Oh, then the woman comes out, and he throws her... To the ground. He was charged with some misdemeanors. He did plead no contest to public intoxication and disturbing the peace. Got one day in jail. He's on probation through uh, March of 2021. So they fired him from being a cop. And he says that wasn't fair. Mm, um, It's probably fair. I would think so. The part that, not only that, but did you see that? So the, the family, the couple, that he kicked and, you know, threw or whatever. They file this federal rights suit against the city and Faith, but they settled for thirty-five grand. I feel like they could have gotten a lot more somehow. Yeah, it depends. It's you know, one guy got kicked in the stomach, the lady got thrown to the ground. I don't know. By you know, yeah. off duty drunk cop though. I'm sort of surprised that he wants to revisit that fateful night. Yeah, you might in just this lawsuit. Leave it alone. Let it go. That's fine. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. All right. That is handle on the news late edition.